Oh, hell yeah, bro. What's going on? How are you? Uh, my name is Josh Peters, and I am your host with the most. I am the man with the plan. And this is the JP's podcast. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. This is the first JP's podcast of 2024. So let me start by saying happy belated new year to you. I hope all is well in your world. I hope your year thus far has been productive. I hope it's been fulfilling. And I hope all is cool in your neck of the woods. Uh, Like I say, it's Friday evening. The 23rd of February, and I'm moving, grooving, shaking, and popping. Okay, I feel good. And like I say, I'm sipping a Tito's Cranberry. Maybe I didn't say that, but either way, I'm sipping a Tito's Cranberry. And I've got a great episode in store for you. Okay? So for any old-time listeners, uh, it's the same old uh, format. Okay, we're going to have some fun. We're going to dive into a few topics. I'm going to give you my perspective, you know, and maybe you shake your head and say, hey, this guy's on to something. Maybe you shake your head and say, this guy is smoking some sort of narcotic, all right? But either way, I hope to entertain you on a Friday evening. Uh, So yeah, without further ado, let's hop into this week's episode. Did... You guys happen to see the Jonathan Major story from probably a month ago. It was about a month ago, like around Christmas time. Uh, for those of you who didn't, Jonathan Majors, just to get you up to speed, is a popular actor who just came onto the scene within the last, I don't know, I would say a few years. Uh, his most notable roles, Black Panther. He was also in the Creed movies as well. A phenomenal actor. He was in the news last month. Because essentially, uh, just to make a long story short, he was accused by his ex-girlfriend of domestic violence. Okay, so his ex-girlfriend accuses him of domestic violence and without any type of due diligence without any type of litigation, without any type of investigation um, in a legal context. She accused him, and immediately he was dropped by his production company. Uh, Some Hollywood production company just dropped him immediately. And he essentially lost his career, okay, all in the matter of a week, all right? So lo and behold... Uh, like, I think it was like, yeah, I guess it would have been last month, um, the actual video in question of when the alleged domestic abuse took place, that video is released, okay, and what happened in the video, and granted, I don't know if law enforcement is, is, if they have any other video, but this is the only one that I've seen, the video is released, and it essentially proves his innocence, okay? Again, just to make things fast for uh, the sake of the podcast, he basically gets out of this SUV. She gets out of the back of the SUV, um, and she's the aggressor, okay? She approaches him. She starts swinging, all right? 
um, you know, with these lazy overhand rights, you know, and he's, he, I mean, he was in Creed, man. He was just like, he was bobbing, weaving. He was Mayweather in that shit, right? Defensively Mayweathering, all right? And uh, so then she kind of grabs his wrists. Granted, the, the video's kind of choppy, but she grabs his wrists um, and he breaks free, right? So he uses some force to, to break free from her. All right, and he does what every guy should do when you're getting physically assaulted by a female. You evacuate the premises, okay? You, you, if you're in a tight space, you get out of that tight space. If you got to get outside, you get outside. And you bounce the fuck out, man. Seriously, okay? You, you sprint away, and that's what he did. He sprinted away. Um, but the domestic violence in question was I guess she sprained her pinky while he broke away from her, right? So she's the aggressor. She sprained her pinky in that in that exchange, and he was actually charged with that. You know, he was charged with some sort of, uh, like, assault or some dog shit like that. I'm just like, dude, really? Really? Um... And I bring that story up to say this. And granted, I don't know Jonathan Majors personally. Okay, I, I, I can't speak to what his relationship is. I can't speak to... I can't speak to any of those specifics. All right? And quite frankly, it's none of my business. Okay? And I always preach on this podcast to mind your business. But when you see these... These... Guys who are worth a lot of money are ultra successful still go through these types of situations with females, uh, you know, it, it really makes you think, all right? And here's my takeaway from this. You have to understand that when you allow yourself to get close with a female, you are putting yourself in a precarious situation, all right? Which is all the more reason to really do your due diligence and be very, very selective with who you decide to get close to, okay? And I'm not talking about, like, for recreation purposes and you're just trying to lay down with a female. That's different. I'm saying when we start talking about a female that you're going to procreate with or that you're going to marry and join your assets, you have to be very careful in who you're deciding is the right girl to enter into that situation. All right? <coughs> when you bring a female in, the more she has access, like this is why it's such a precarious place that you're putting yourself into. The, the, the closer a female gets to you, the more access she has to your personal information the more access she has to your network of friends and family. And I think what happens with a lot of guys is they become infatuated with a female because of what she looks like physically or because maybe they're getting laid regularly and it kind of, because of that, they lose their edge and they become dull, you know, and they're not as self-aware as maybe they were. Granted, it's possible that they were never self-aware. The point being, though, 
those are things that are largely irrelevant when it comes time to choose the female that you're actually going to be involved with long term. Okay, in my opinion, there's objective questions that you should ask yourself in regards to her. All right, before you enter into anything serious, in my opinion, is she a woman of integrity? Is she a woman of good morals? Do her values align with my values? What is her relationship like with her family? Not only from childhood, but actively. What is her active relationship like with her family? All right, these are necessary questions that I think you need to ask yourself. And, you know, then you kind of make your decision on how you're going to proceed forward after the fact. Again, I'm no Dr. Phil, but, like, this is personal experience. I've seen guys... Like, I'm referencing Jonathan Majors right now, but I've seen this happen with guys in real life, you know? And I've always said, choosing the female that you're going to procreate with or that you're going to marry, okay? Like, they can either enhance your life and make things easier for you, or they can turn your life into a burning pile of dog shit. And I don't think there's any in-between. I think it's one or the other, truly. From my from what I've personally seen, you know, and um, you know, here's the thing: y- you have to take the time to truly understand the girl that you're dealing with. And a great way to understand, truly understand the girl that you're dealing with, is to observe her behavior when she doesn't get her way. Okay, when some when some type of adversity is introduced to the relationship, how does she behave? Right, like truly, I think the best way to understand the type of girl that you're dealing with is to observe how she behaves when she's disappointed or when she doesn't get her way, which will inevitably happen. All right, and how she behaves. In those moments, in those situations, again, something you should always note mentally. All right? And I think when you truly understand the girl you're dealing with on a deep enough level, um, you're almost able to predict her behavior. And when you're able to predict her behavior, you're you're not hit with these types of surprises. All right? The the, the surprise that Jonathan Majors uh, went through. Granted... I could be off base in reference to what that whole situation was. Okay, I, I don't know the super specifics, as nobody does, but uh, that's just what it made me think of. Um, again, I'm no Dr. Phil, okay? I'm no counselor. That is just my opinion, all right? Uh, all right, moving on. So I got a ticket yesterday afternoon. Um, It was through work. So I'm going to spare the details, but I'm going to try and give enough details so that I can at least tell a clear enough story. But basically, I get pulled over by people who are not police officers. Okay? I just want to put that out there. They're not police officers. All right, and I guess apparently 
you know, which I wasn't privy to. I didn't have the correct paperwork that I should have had for the vehicle that I was driving. All right. Oh, dude. I, I Look, I wish I could give the, the specifics, but uh, either way, I'm pulled over, okay, on the side of the road. Or actually, no, I'm in a parking lot. All right. And, you know, these two trucks, like, the one guy waves me in. I pull in. He pulls up to me, and his buddy pulls up to me, all right, with their trucks, with the the flashing lights going. It was just so dramatic, the optics of it, as if these guys are making a drug bust or some shit, right? And uh, me and the guy, we have a back and forth, and he just goes, "Uh, you know what? Mr. Peters, I don't think I like your attitude. And I'm just like, and, and, and here's the thing. Let me start by saying this. When I get pulled over by a police officer, which hasn't happened a lot, but in the event that I'm pulled over by a police officer, my game plan is to always try and build a rapport with the officer. And a great way to do that is to lead with honesty. You should lead with honesty in life in general. But uh, in regards to when a police officer pulls you over, if you were speeding, just be like, ah, officer, hey, you got me. Like when he asks you, hey, do you know why I pulled you over? Yeah, officer, hey, I, 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 I know I was speeding, right? Lead with honesty. Uh, like, I mean, unless you're, you have drugs in the vehicle or something like that, in which case do not lead with honesty. But if it's just like speeding or, 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 or something like that, hey, officer, you got me. Okay, and then what happens is he kind of, you know, assuming he's not a douchebag, his guard kind of leads is is let up a bit, and he's like, ah, you know what, this guy might be a decent guy, and lo and behold, he might let you off the hook, give you a warning, and you can keep it moving. Okay, these guys that I was dealing with who are not police officers. All right. They're not police officers. Technically speaking, I was in the wrong. All right. I, I, I had to catch myself a few times because, look, I believe in accountability and I believe in taking responsibility for your actions. But this was one of these situations where I'm just like, you know what? I don't think I'm in the wrong here. But technically speaking, on paper, I was in the wrong. All right. Which I know that's kind of. A super gray area because I don't want to get into the specifics just because it's through work and I'd rather just not get into it. But anyways, the the guy goes, yeah, you know, Mr. Peters, I don't like your attitude, okay? And in fairness to me, all right, this is why I gave the guy slight attitude. Number one, you have the lights going and, and, and the truck is, like, their trucks are pinned against my trucks. Not, like, touching, but they're, they're super close. And it was just so dramatic. Like, everything about it was so dramatic. That was number one. Number two, here's the deal. If you've already decided that I'm going to get a ticket, okay, you've already explained to me what it is that I've done wrong. To me, the only steps to be taken next is for you to process whatever you need to process. Let me do what I have to do and let me continue on with my day. What I don't need is the lecture. 
okay? And the guy's lecturing me like he's my mother. And it's just like, dude, I don't need the lecture, all right? Write me the ticket, okay? I'll do whatever it is that I have to do, and I'll keep it moving. It's one thing if, if it's like a polite exchange, but when it's a lecture, bro, you know, it, it, like that's when my ego starts to get inflamed. It's like, homie, like I understand in this context, you know, you feel like you're the guy in power, but dog, you're not the g- See? See, I got to catch myself now. That's my ego. Right there, you just caught me slipping into my ego. But uh, anyways, I don't know if that was like even mildly entertaining whatsoever, but that's what uh, happened with me this week. And I was having a good week too. I was having a good week. And then, uh, yeah, and then Thursday morning I, I, I got hit with a fine. So uh, anyways, this is a JP's podcast. What else do we have here? Um, oh, dude, I made surf and turf for supper, specifically surf and turf. I had steak and shrimp. Oh, dude, so good, man. So good. It was so good. And, and you know what? I have nothing to expound upon on. It was just so good. I'm still thinking about it. I'm like, I got to share that with you guys. I'm serious. If you guys are, are looking for something different, um, you know, assuming you don't have it all the time, steak and shrimp, man, so good. But uh, all right, I got Netflix recommendations of the week for you. Netflix slash Prime recommendations of the week for you. Um, number one, Griselda, which is on Netflix, starring Sofia Vergara or Vergaro. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal series. Uh. Based on true events, you've heard me speak on this podcast before on how much I love Narcos. Uh, not only the original Narcos, but Narcos Mexico. Um, and this is the same creators, I believe the same writers as Narcos. Definitely the same creators as Narcos. I'm, I think the directors, the director might be different, but uh, it's that same type of vibe. Uh, really, really good. If you don't like subtitles, then you're not going to like it, which is a shame. Like, my buddy Toby, I know he would love, he would love that show, but uh, he just doesn't like the subtitles, so uh, he's also hard-headed, can't speak him out of even trying to give it a try, so, but yeah, check that out, Griselda, that's on Netflix, it's about eight episodes, an hour an episode. Um, Also... This one is on Crave, True Detective Season 4. Now, here's the deal. You've also heard me speak on this podcast before, or if you know me personally. The first season of True Detective is my favorite series of all time. Okay, I I, I can't reiterate that enough. The writing, the setting, the directing, the story, the acting... It's just, it's the best piece of, it, it's, it, it, it's the best piece of cinema or the best piece of, of, it's just the best show of all time, man. It's, it's the best of all time. And obviously the second season I enjoyed, the third season I enjoyed. Uh, the fourth season, uh, which stars Jodie Foster and 
Shit, I, I don't want to butcher this girl's name. Just one sec. Uh, let's go to the Googles. The Googles, Googles. True Detective. There it is. Season four. Cast. Season four. Cast. Um, Callie Reyes, I guess her name would be. So she stars in it with Jodie Foster. And, and I got to be honest with you. In today's uh, climate, I guess social climate, I was concerned that the series was going to be a bit woke, okay? And it was going to have that whole far left inclusiveness agenda horseshit, right? But uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was actually really good. Uh, I enjoyed it. I really did. For what it was, I enjoyed it. I loved the setting as well. Um, I, I don't want to get too much into it in case you decide to watch it, but uh, coming from a guy who has watched the first season of True Detective probably over 50 times um, and who was just a huge fan of, of the series and all seasons as a whole, I I recommend it. It was really good. Um, so, yeah, check it out. That's uh, season four of True Detective. And my final recommendation, uh, this was on Prime. I watched this the last two nights. Long-ass movie. Uh, Oppenheimer. Okay? Based on a true story, Robert Oppenheimer, who basically is referred to as the father of the atomic bomb, uh, he changed he changed uh, warfare as a whole. Um, him and, and a whole conglomerate of, of, of scientists, but he was the main guy. Uh, check Oppenheimer out. Just a stacked cast, bro. A stacked cast. There, there's so many people. Shit. There, there, there's so many people in this movie, bro, that it's actually astonishing. Uh, directed by Christopher Nolan, I believe. Um, just one sec. My mic's falling apart here. Just one sec. It's still pretty amateur over here on the JP's podcast, just in case you were wondering. Um, Oppenheimer cast. Okay, listen to this cast. And I realize I'm late to the party. Uh, most of you have probably already seen this, but in the event that you haven't... Um, Okay, it stars Cillian Murphy, but but just listen to the rest of this. Robert Downey Jr., Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Gary Oldman, Casey Affleck, Josh Peck, that guy from uh, Drake and Josh, if you're a YTV uh, guy, Dane DeHaan, um, we'll go back up, Florence... Pug, uh, which I guess doesn't really mean anything to me, but uh, you know maybe some of you know her. J- Josh Hartnett, a- a Jason Clark, the guy from uh, uh, Planet of the Apes, the second one. Anyways, it's a stacked cast, st- stacked cast, man, so stacked. And uh, yeah, great film as well, super great. So check that out and. Yeah, those are my Netflix, Prime. Fuck, man. Those are just the shows of the week to watch, all right? Check it out, all right, when you get home from work or or 
you know, you're laying down with the wife or the husband, you know, you say, hey, baby, why don't we check out this? And she'll say, why would you want to watch that? Well, you know what? I was listening to Jay Peets on the Jay Peets podcast. He is a credible source, and we're going to watch this. And then you're going to finish it, and you're going to be like, damn, man, he never misses. Peters, he never misses. Um, all right. I think that about does it for this episode of the podcast. Look, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you tuning in. It feels good to be back. Appreciate you. Um, so again, follow me on Spotify. Follow me on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on SoundCloud. If there's any episodes of the podcast that you'd like to go back and listen to, my whole catalog is available on my SoundCloud. Okay, so as of right now, Spotify and Apple Podcast, they're only going to be up there. Like every new episode is only going to be available for about 90 days. Um, I'm still kind of working out the specifics on that. Uh, to see if I can get it on there longer, like uh, ideally up to a year would would be the 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 way to do it, and then the podcast just continue continue to compound. So there's always something there to watch, but uh, or to listen to rather. But uh, for any of the old podcasts, the archived podcasts, every last one that I've recorded and published uh, is up on my SoundCloud. All right, so check that out, the JP's podcast on SoundCloud. Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, And other than that, have a blessed weekend. Godspeed, and I appreciate you being here, and we will talk to you next time.